The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Mortgage loans were actually up last week, driven by purchases, but is that a sign that things will keep going strong or is this just a calm before the storm? I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network, and today I'm joined by Caleb Middlestat. He's vice president uh, of national production and distributed retail sales at Planet Home Lending. Caleb, thanks for joining me. Yeah, you bet, Mike. I appreciate it. So I guess before we get into sort of what's going on and and you know getting a reaction to some of the stuff, I guess just sort of how would you describe where we are in the mortgage industry right now? Obviously, last year was an amazing year for pretty much everybody, and, and now it's it's an uncertain time. How would you describe things? <laughs> I, I would say we're we're on the trampoline, right? What what goes up comes down, and sometimes faster than we want. Um, but you know, as far as markets goes, you know, we've we've really been able to kind of reap the benefits of you know the past two years, right? Um, and I think we all knew that you know the the end is is always coming. Um, but I just don't think everybody was prepared for how fast, right? The raising rate environment, you know, how fast you know home home values shot up, and then now the affordability issues that we're having. So I think that's what we're seeing is just that effect that you know out there in the marketplace today. You know, there was a lack of inventory for a long time. Now the inventory is caught up, but now the rates are higher, values are higher. So now the inventory is slowing down. And we're kind of at that where I I think a lot of people feel like we're in this lull. um, But really, I think it's kind of finally flattening out. Right. And now it's kind of about adjusting your game plan and moving forward with, you know, what what we're going to do now in the new norm. Yeah, every time we try to say, well, this is what's about to happen. There's a there's a Uh, (laughs) curveball thrown our way. Um, but you know, I let off with talking about, you know, mortgage applications were actually up last week. That's just after looking and seeing that, you know, uh, purchases were down in, in May. Um, so th- this last week, I mean, is, is this a sign that things are still good or is this just a, t- a temporary bump? And as you talked about, things are, are going to keep coming down. I mean, what do you make of, of that number that, you know, loans were up last week? Well, you know, um, and they, they were up for our company as, as a whole, too. So, um, in fact, they creeped up the last two weeks. So, we started off the month slow, but I think that was in fear of, you know, the 75-bit rate hike that was coming. Um, I think just people getting used to that number six, right? I mean, we haven't seen a six anywhere in, in our rates in so long. I think it was like, oh, gosh, is, is this really true? But the reality of life is, is we're still in the summertime. People still want to buy homes, right? I mean, it's still the American dream. And up until, you know, you know, last few years, I mean, if you look back for a couple decades in a row, seven, seven and a half percent was a great rate. I mean, and almost the average for about a decade and a half. Right. So I think it's just people, again, normalizing now where we are in this environment. And the fact is, is like we've had a great two years, but now let's focus on what's real and what do we need to do? And I think mortgage companies are starting to regroup right now. Right. They're re-strategizing and putting new you know, initiatives into place. And I think that's what you're seeing as well, too. And and, you know, 
if people were kind of worried about the Fed and then they had to sort of just, oh, you know what it is, what it is, you know, we see the numbers and, and we can actually go forward. Is that going to happen again next month? I mean, the Fed's going to meet again. They're going to raise rates and there's going to be speculation about what they're going to do in September. So are we going to see the same thing where people get scared of another 75 basis points? And then once they see the numbers and they see the math, things will sort of rebound and will regroup. I I really do. Um, I I think exactly what you just said is what's going to happen. I think it's the initial fear of the number again, right? It's like, oh gosh, 70. We just did 75 and 75 before and now another seven. And it's like, when you start adding it up, you're like, man, that's a lot of numbers, right? But but the reality is how does it really affect us on the interest rate? And what is that really going to affect the consumer, right? And I think relatively little going forward. If, If you listen to some, you know, some of our, you know, gurus out there, they're even saying, well, there's a good, chance at the end of the year rates can drop, right? Because of the inflation thing and all of that coming together. So um, I just think it's, no, I, I don't think you're going to see a big overreaction this time. I think, again, people are saying, okay, we're, we're back to the norm and this is what it is. So, you know, let's go back out there and do what we do best and help people in homes. So where do you think rates will end up? I know in the spring, we heard from people like, yeah, we'll hit six and then they kind of leveled off and now we're, we're going back up again. You, you say you're hearing from people who even think we, we may come down at some point. Where do you think we end up, you know, into the, into the fall? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you're looking at the sixes right now is going to be a pretty solid rate going forward, even with the rate hikes. Okay. I don't think you're going to see it get past that. I do think there is an opportunity at the end of the year, it may dip back down, but I think between that five and a half and six and a half rate is going to be kind of the norm that we're going to look at. And and right now, rates are the thing that's kind of a check on price. You, you talked about inventory and we thought there'd be a flood. And and now it seems like, well, maybe not, you know, it's not coming in yet anyway. Do you think we'll see it? Or do you think as as home values, be, or as, as home ownership rather becomes more expensive, people are just going to stay put? I mean, what do you think is going to happen with inventory? Yeah, that's, I think it, the same thing with the rates, I think you're going to see in a level off in the values. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of people are worried they're going to go down, right? Because they're saying, well, with inflation, they have to go down for us to be able to have affordable housing. I don't really know if that's going to be the case, but we're not going to get 14 and 17, you know, percent growth in, you know, in some markets like we did the last couple of years. I don't think that's going to happen. But if we get two to 4%, which is, you know, again, historically a good number, I think what it's going to do is level everything out. And again, I think it's going to level rates. It's going to level the home values. And I think we're going to go back into that type of a market. Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, August 18th through the 21st. See us at OriginatorConnect.com. It's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe. OriginatorConnect.com. Do you do you think we're close to that peak or do you think that won't happen until the summer, at the end of the summer? Because we are seeing signs that more and more sellers are dropping their price, but that could just be they were shooting for the moon yeah. and coming back to reality because the median price is still going up. Yeah, you just you just nailed it. Yeah, it, it's it's because when, when we had the real shortage of inventories out there, I, I saw a stat today. We're back to like na- nationally, like two point six months. Right. Um, is, is what we have in housing right now. And we haven't been there in two years. Right. I mean, it was like point six months at one point, you know, um, and, and I think what's happening now is it's just that piece of it is leveling out too, okay? And so because of that, everybody's like, all right, let's be realistic. My house is worth 250. I was hoping to get a 300, 300K cash offer, okay? All right, that's probably not gonna happen. Let's drop it down to like 260 and see what we get. I think that's what you're seeing. It's people coming back again, 
to the normalization of our market and our environment. And, and they're realizing that. And I mean, that's when we really have to lean on our you know partners, like for us, the realtors and the builders to really help educate them and, and let them know like, hey, let's be realistic right now, right? Um, this is the market we're in. We still want to sell. People are still going to buy. We're just not, it's, it's probably not that buyer's or seller's market, pardon me, that it was for the last couple of years. But you expect it to still stay strong through the summer. I mean, it's always strong in the summer. So you absolutely. Again, pe- people are going to move. They just and you know what? And and different programs are going to come out a lot. I mean, you're seeing a lot of type of companies now making their different programs, portfolio, their own personal programs. You see a lot of like we have one a cash for homes, you know, program to help people. You know, in in you know heavy heavy bidding situations, you know, things. There's a lot of companies doing that as well. So I think that stuff also is going to continue to push buyers out there because we're coming in with alternative financing, right? It's not just your normal cookie cutter stuff that you've had. It's we're finding ways to get these guys homes. And that brings me to the, the you know, the last question I want to ask you about is, you know, what do originators do? Particularly, we saw such a growth in the industry because it was so booming, but you have people who've never dealt with an economy like this. Uh, you know, I know uh, when we put on conferences, we're hearing from people who who just got by doing refis when they got into the industry and now that's not feasible. So so how do they get through this and and find a way to to get their footing? It's it's the pivot to purchase, just like you said. I mean, you're going from an industry that was 70 something, depending on, you know, what market 70 something percent refi. Um, and you know, they're back. Like, I mean, our personally here at Planet Home, we're 92 percent purchase your date, right? I mean, and that's just, it's a total complete switch. So what the originators just need to do is, is number one, um, they just got to understand that, you know, how to go back to disciplines, right? How to go back out and make the sales calls and talk to referral partners and lead generate and build, 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 because there are still a lot of buyers out there, right? And there's still a lot of realtors out there that are showing houses and they're trying to get listings and all that. And it's just going to go, in my opinion, it's, it's back to basics, it's using technology as much as you possibly can, because that is a key in today's world to touch as many people as you can and combine those with products and specialties and different, again, advantages that you can give and separate yourself from the rest of the pack, right? And that's going to be your products, your technology, your marketing teams, whatever you can do to make yourself stand out against everybody else. And then just go back to basics, basics, basics and selling 101. And know your products, right? I mean, I'm a millennial, so... You know, when I first heard that that adjustable rate mortgages were were back on the rise, and the first thing I think of is those balloon payments that oh, uh, yeah. everyone was worried about 15 years ago. But knowing your yeah. products, right, and knowing these aren't the same thing, and knowing what works for your your customers. Yeah, I could I couldn't have said it better. The, the education factor, right? Um, because just because you have a big array of products doesn't mean you know them and you're you're coaching them correctly, right? So it's really about understanding everything that you have to offer to your client and being able to sit down with them and help them make an informed decision. Okay. Um, and by your client, I don't just mean the borrower or the buyer, right? I mean the realtor, the builder, whoever you know your client is, is it's really showing them the wide array of products that you have to help them, you know, get a home or help them sell a home faster. But yes, it's education is a key today because again, with all the different products out there and there's a lot of them, like you said, the arm loan, I mean, we have so many checks and balances in place right now. The kind of thing that you and I are talking about now of the past that, yeah, when you see the arm loan, you're like, oh my gosh, you're round two, right? Here we go. No, there's so many checks and balances now in place and the programs are, you know, highly regulated now. So, um, but what they are is good programs. And if you know how to use them and you can explain them well, you can help some of these buyers get into a home that they wouldn't be able to afford right now because of the boom in values, right? And that way you can show them a little bit something extra. And again, it's it's about 
affordability, right? And what can we do to help you still obtain the American dream? Because at the end of the day, that's what we all want. Caleb, thanks for joining me. You bet. I appreciate it. So that'll do it for the podcast, but is there anything else you wanted to add or that you think we should touch on in, in a newscast? You know, I mean, you, you kind of nailed it. I would just say the, the product piece right now. Okay. Um, because affordability is good. I mean, you've been hearing it a lot, right? Because again, raising rate, booming values, where does that leave? Where does that leave the guy? And it's, it's true too, right? Cause what we have to look at is this, you've got guys that a year ago that were out shopping and qualified for a $250,000 house, that house is now worth 300,000 and the rates went up and they don't qualify. Right. So they, right. they're now, they don't qualify for the same house they wanted. Now it's not only that they're having to drop down to a $200,000 house instead of a $250,000 house. Right. So you just have to use different products like two, one buy downs. Like you said, arm loans, you have to find ways to be able to bridge the gap and get it to where it's affordable to them. And then until we get a final leveling of where the values are going to be, which I think you're seeing now, that's what, like you said, you're seeing people stop shooting for the moon and hoping they're going to get that cash offer still on the table. Um, that's all gone. Once that kind of levels out and we go back to a 4% natural annual, you know, increase in value, then you're going to see everything resurface again. Right. And I think if we stay in that five and a half to six and a half range, we can still have a good year. It's not going to be 2021, but it's going to be a good year. Okay. It can't so, all be banner years. <laughs> you, you just, and, and we all want it to be, because trust yeah. me, we're all happy when it is, but it's just, it is yeah. what it is. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much, Caleb. Hey, you bet, brother. I appreciate your time, man. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. Here's the rest of your headlines for today, June 23rd. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company said Wednesday it was laying off some employees and reassigning others in its mortgage business. Bloomberg News is reporting it was at least 1,000 employees. And Adam reports that home flippers are having a good year when it comes to volume but their profit margins are falling behind. Also, the National Association of Home Builders is fuming over news that the Biden administration is not looking to cut Canadian tariffs on lumber. And finally, the Department of Justice secured a groundbreaking settlement agreement with Meta Platforms, formerly known as Facebook, to resolve allegations of discriminatory advertising. This has been The Principle, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.